Well, no, okay, couch, the best place to your friends get your game goodness each and every Monday. My name's Tom Blight, and joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Uh, Dylan, excited to be here on this somber week in which Sonic the Hedgehog died. Incorrect. In, incorrect. Uh, Kieran, Kieran Martin's here? Uh, it, it's a me, Kieran. Come on, I'm pretty Ash. sure there's a whole video game about how Sonic the Hedgehog died, so, do you know. It's not canon. It's got Kieran Googling this now. Did you miss this? I wanted to Google this. I do want to. Yeah, it's you missed this. So for people who are also confused like Kieran, they for April Fool's, uh, Sega was like, where they put out a trailer for a, 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 a what do you call it? A point and click adventure game? Point and click, like visual novel sort of adventure game where Sonic's dead and you have to investigate who killed him. However, it wasn't just a I fake trailer. It was a okay. real game that you can download yeah, for free. I did see this. Yeah. But I just thought it was like, you know, because Sonic, like, he was still the main character you play as. So I was like, oh, so he isn't really. No, he's dead. dead. It's not oh, canon. Shit. Or is it? It's not canon. Okay. Uh, shall we? It's not canon. Yeah. I hope he was fired out of a canon. It's a me podcast time. Um, we're talking about Mario a bit later, and Ash will do his impression for the last time because the line wasn't in the movie, so he's not allowed <laughs> to do it anymore. Um, so look forward to that, everyone. Uh, but quickly, let's go over some reviews and things, and then it's uh, yeah, well, hold on, hold on first. Have a good Easter. Eat some chocolate. We're recording on Good Friday. Rest in peace. Comes out Easter Monday. Jeebus. It's Jesus. <laughs> um, no, it's Jesus. We're saying rest in peace to everyone. I feel like we've said <laughs> Sonic, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> rest in peace to whoever you know that's died recently. Um, so the first game I want to talk about is <laughs> Ashes. Just uh, so first review I've got up. Uh, we've got two. Well, no, hold on. One's up now. The other one should be up by the time this is up. Kieran, but I'll start with mine because I haven't got <laughs> that much to say. Um, so I put up a review for Road 96 Mile Zero. So I talked about, I would have talked about Road 96 on here whenever I played it. It was this um, narrative adventure game, life is strange sort of feel thing. You, you play as this character who's they're like hitchhiking their way to the border. They went across out of this country, um, fictional country called Petria, and, and escape. And along the way, you meet all these characters, and depending on what choices you make, different things happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I enjoyed it. I gave it an eight at the time. It was fun. Uh, for some reason, I decided to do a prequel. It's a very wild decision. It's I ended up giving this one a six. It's very, it's just a very weird game. Like It's good and bad at the same time, and I don't really know why it exists. But So the... It's set before the events of Road 96. The one of there's two main characters in it. The first one is Zoe, who is a character you will meet, um, and one of the main characters in Road 96. And the other character is Kaito, who's not in Road 96, however, is a character from the developers of a game, Lost in Harmony, which is a mobile rhythm game that was later released on Steam. So there's a lot of like this game's a prequel to this game, but it's also a sequel to this game, which they're now making part of the same universe. A lot of stuff happening in the background here. But the weirdest part to me is they've kept... So it's half the typical Road uh, Road 96 gameplay. So walking around, you can interact with some things, find some secrets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do your narrative choices. Um, still the first-person view when you're walking around and whatever else. Um, but you have the ability, much like 
Road 96 where if you're playing as Zoe, which you do for like half the game and then Kaito for the other half, it'll have this bar that like affects if she's like sort of pro-government or decides to hate the government. But that's like, if you played Road 96, you know how it ends up. So it sort of seems just pointless. Like you're probably just going to play her the way that you know how she, when you meet her in that game. So it's sort of just silly. Um, and then the problem is that if you try and force her to play Love Way, it just feels boring because you feel like it's just pointless because she's probably going to bounce back Love Way anyway. Well, you know that she does if you played the game. Uh, this game will also do a, a bunch of stuff where it just cameos all these other characters that show up in Road 96. But if you're playing this without having played in Road 96, it's just going to linger on characters and you're like, who the fuck's that? I have no idea who that person is. But anyway, cool. Um, the music rhythm parts sort of cap off each of the levels so they'll have a you'll, you'll play for the whole level you'll talk some characters spend as much time wandering around do whatever you want at the end of it like sort of a big narrative moment will happen or, or what have you and then uh, you'll play out the sequence in a, a musical rhythm section that's very similar to their lost in harmony game which i've never played before but i downloaded on my phone after playing this and played a few levels it's exactly the same in that you're moving the character left and right and across the screen to dodge objects. Uh, you're jumping over things, ducking under things. Um, and then every now and then it comes up like a QTE section and you just got to press the right buttons. Uh, it's fine. It's not like a game you're going to boot up to play the music rhythm sections, but it does break up the rest of the gameplay. Uh, it's also just a rant, like the most wild section of, like most of the soundtrack, 90% of soundtracks, just original music created for it. And then you randomly get to one level where they're like, hey, here's an Offspring song. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is an Offspring song doing? It's Offspring songs that just dirt cheap. Because I swear it's... They must be. Because that was in, that was in um, oh, the Xbox game that randomly dropped a couple months ago. Oh, the Rhythm one. Yeah, the Rhythm one. Like there was yeah, an Offspring on remember, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, Maybe they are then. Maybe they're just dirt cheap. But yeah, Offspring just seems to be dirt cheap as all hell yeah they must be fucking sorry yeah i don't know uh would i suggest playing this only if you played uh road so if you play road 96 which i would recommend because that game Great was game. good um yeah. play this it's not anywhere near as good but like if you like that you will like this as well but i just don't think you could play this and then go like it's just you only play this as uh, it's basically a dlc it's just like extra content which is which is fine but it's just it's a very weird game that like two years after release, they're like, here's this. I'm like, okay. I'd much prefer them to take the characters and stuff and do what happens after Road 96, not do a prequel. But anyway, uh, so I got a six out of 10. You can read my full review, explosionhub.com. Kieran, you are planning to, or maybe sometime after podcast, but anyway, you're planning to have your Destiny 2 light bulb no, review. I will up. be writing it over this weekend. Okay. Um, so I started playing Destiny again probably roughly a week after the Lightfall's initial release. Um, my Steam game timer, which I started with only three hours on Steam, is now up to 134 hours. Um, so yeah, I've put a fair amount of time. I, know I not only played Lightfall, um, I played every single, like at least the main campaign of all the expansions that I've missed since Forsaken was released in 2018. Um, which isn't that long, and it's kind of easy now with the the power cap. Um, so it's like five I want to. Yeah, um, I I'm approaching the review and the discussion around it from a returning player's point of view, rather than just being a fresh review on just the 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 DLC, um, which I think brings a different light to it because I think one of the heavy focuses on reviews and on both 
player reviews on places like Steam and and reviews from um, outlets is that the story's weak. The Lightfall is very much a campaign that gives a lot of that asks a lot of questions, but you get very little answers to. Um, it is very much like it was announced prior to this that there was only two more expansions coming out, including Lightfall, for the Destiny 2 current storyline to finish off the storyline, um, with the, the next expansion being called The Final Shape. This is very much a setup and build up for The Final Shape. Um, in many ways, this is what the last half, like, not even like, this is just, yeah, uh, like, la- Two Towers is to Return of the Kings in many ways, but this is nowhere near as good as Two Towers. Um, there is the MacGuffin that you, which is called the Veil, which um, your guardians are trying to to stop the the evil um, witness character from getting. You never informed what the Veil is. You never explained why it's important. You never really told anything about it, other than hey, you got to stop him from getting it. Um, and then from there, it, it's very lacking in terms of just general characters. Um, the world itself, in a story wise, feels very empty because. In the the city of Neptuna or Neptune um, is, oh, oh sorry, in the, in the city of Neomora on Neptune um, is is there's only two NPC characters because everybody else in the city has been uploaded to the cloud pretty much, and everybody lives in the digital space. Um, so it just doesn't feel like there's lots going on in terms of of digital character and story, um, but the game itself. Dude, fucking Bungie knows how to first person shoot, you know? Like they they it is other than maybe Titanfall is my other closest one. Like Destiny gunplay and just general moment to moment gameplay is so much fun. Um with the uh, now with four different classes you can pick from or yeah, well, subclasses to each class. There's still just the the Titan, the Warlock and the Hunter, but you can either on top of the original three um arc solar and void they added stasis in a previous expansion and now they've added strand um which is like this kind of green stringy energy um it's uh strand as a subclass is very fun there's a lot of movement all classes now have the ability to equip a grappling hook so you can like grappling hook and swing around locations um it opens up a lot more options in terms of just general gameplay style for all the characters um Coming back to Destiny as is an interesting um, place to be because I've never played Destiny during its free play era, so I've never played the battle played it with a battle pass. I've never played it with its seasons. Um, so when you load in, especially as a returning player, it's funny. Destiny is set up so that if you were to buy Lightfall, you would just jump in and start playing Lightfall. You've already got the sixteen hundred. Like the sixteen hundred is the minimum gear score now, which every character starts with, and you can just jump straight into Lightfall with that gear and start playing the campaign. It doesn't expect you to go through and complete the rest of the content. Um, for people who haven't returned to Destiny Two, you'll be surprised to know that the original Destiny Two campaign and the Forsaken campaign no longer accessible. They just don't exist in the game. The lore is there still, um, but they just don't exist anymore you can't play them um so why it's they really get rid of them? I um i think it's just like moving i don't know exactly okay an answer it might be because of the game systems and the move to the free-to-play um but it it's now they're locked behind a not even locked behind a vault but they're just um 
their their place back in called the timeline, which is now a new section in Destiny that like gives you like kind of the the timeline of what's happening throughout Destiny 2's um lifetime. So it only leaves um Shadowkeep, uh Beyond Light, Return or Wrath of the Witch Queen. I can't remember that one, but uh, it's in the proper name for that one, but and then Lightfall. Um some of those expansions are really good in terms of just content. Um, you can still access the content from those ones. You can still go and do the the quest lines for their upgradables and their exotics. Um, I think the game overall is very streamlined now. It feels very fun and very um, like every battle pass now is featured around. As soon as you buy the battle pass or access the battle pass, you are given the the exotic weapon for the season. So for this season, it's a bow. Um, exotic weapons are a lot of fun and, and have kind of increased in fun since the last time I played. You can now upgrade your... Um, every exotic comes with a quest line and you can upgrade the, the exotic gun and give it a different feature. Um, it's been so much fun. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put 130 hours into it in the last couple of weeks if I didn't love it and, and really enjoy it. I am at the point where I think I burnt out. I need to take a bit of a break. Um there's still you going hard and burning out isn't that's out of character for you no to be honest is it is it out of yeah. character i that's don't know about that one um i'm definitely craving something else that i wanted to play but um i still what? want to go and just do the raid <laughs> i don't know i've been sat here today i've looked at it in the last couple days i've, <laughs> I've, I've not to go too far <laughs> off no no i am so i've overwatch is really uh lukewarm and dead in the water for me at the moment i'm really not uh, to the point where I've been, whoa, to the point whoa. where I've been looking at playing Valorant. I've been looking at buying whoa. WWE 2K23. I've been looking at playing Dredge, which Dredge is a great game, so I should play it anyway. But like, I've been like looking at everything else to play over this Easter weekend. Um, I feel like the one of the downsides is as a returning player, it there's not much direction when you start playing, other than there is a new tutorial area in the Cosmodrome, and then you kind of kicked out into the game. And well, you just shoot direct- things like how complicated, how much no, but like in need? terms of like what campaign, like you're directed to, <laughs> you're directed to um, Lightfall to start playing that. There is no direction in the game to go and find the other campaigns, you have to like work it out yourself or Google it or like find where in the maps the starting quest line is for each of the earlier campaigns that you can play. Um, I think a lot of the content you feel very a fish out of water or behind, especially not so much like your basics of your crucible and like your PVP and stuff. But my last couple of sessions were playing trials of Osiris and I felt just completely outmatched by all these people that have a much larger array of guns because guns you can upgrade now to be current light level. So as long as you, you know, you can eat another gun and make it upgrade it. Um, there is a lot of depth. You can eat guns. You can pretty much eat guns. So like, you, if you have like one gun that's like eighteen hundred and one gun that's sixteen hundred, you can make the gun that's sixteen hundred eat the eighteen hundred, so it becomes an eighteen hundred gun. Um, so it's like you, it's you upgrade it. You use an upgrade module for it. Um, but I, I love it. I think Destiny's great. I think its gameplay is fantastic. I think it's top tier first person shooter. It has great. like RPG mechanics in terms of classes and the um, creativity around the classes in general. Um, But on top of it, I just don't think, I think, yeah, I'm looking forward to see the story in Lightfall. I'll be jumping on for every season because I think the seasonal content's been great. Season of Defiance has been, has a great storyline going on and there's been a lot of fun in the battlegrounds. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely a bit of a break for me in Destiny, um, but definitely coming back for the next, and I'm excited for the next expansion. You're cool. Um, all right, so the other review that was posted up this week that I'll mention is that Jacob posted a review for Have a Nice Death. So this is the game where you play as Death, uh, who's going out to the... Oh, hold on, I've got the synopsis here. Have a Nice Death is a 2D action roguelike where he plays an overworked Death whose employees have run rampant, completely throwing off the balance of souls and his vacation plans. In order to restore order, you'll have to grab your trusty scythe and show your employees who boss. So it's a roguelike... Um, Apparently it's pretty hard, at least from his review and what I've read, which I mean, it's a roguelike, so there's an element of you expect them to be hard, I guess, um, and stuff like that. But uh, so he says, have a nice, Jacob wrote, have a nice death is, by the way, I keep, when I was editing his review, I kept like writing have a nice death day because of fucking happy death day. But anyway, it's a side <laughs> Have a nice death has a solid slashing combat 2D roguelike levels with a great story. Although the levels are very similar, the story challenging gameplay, great complimentary music, and industrial main character will keep players coming back for more. Um, the game is perfect for portable systems and I played a lot on Steam Deck. The quick gameplay and ability to sleep and wake uh, during a run make for a great game on the go. Um, so he does point out, and here's the, we'll mention that he had a lot of issues playing on his PC, which I don't know why he would, because he has, it's not like he has an old PC or anything like that, but um, it ran fine on his laptop and like Steam Deck was fine. But yeah, his PC for some reason, to the point I was even emailing the, the, the people there at one stage, being like, he can't boot the game. And yeah, I don't know. Anyway, hopefully that's fixed by now. Maybe that was a pre release thing mm. or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, um, I would, the, this game looked cool. So I'm glad to see it's been getting at least decent reviews and stuff. Um, check out Jacob's full review for that one on uh, show notes or, of course, explosionhaver.com. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the... Let's talk about Mario. (laughs) Because I've been having an interesting week with Mario is is how I feel. Like, watching the internet. If you... Could have asked me the things predict that happened in 2023. I would not have picked the Mario movie to become a what would you call it, like a, a culture war item. Yeah, I just don't know why and how it's happened. I don't get it. I'm very confused. It's a kids movie. I don't like. I understand. Like, so the, the problem. This is what happens with anything that's like a quote unquote nerd item or whatever. Like pop culture item so it's sitting at a 54 percent on tomato meter it's got a 96 percent audience score um if you scroll through the audience reviews people aren't really reviewing the movie they're just writing like a paragraph how about how the critics are wrong and they don't trust critics and critics and stuff like that and then i guarantee if you look for those people's profiles you'll probably find them doing the opposite for like the last jedi and stuff where that movie has like the opposite rating and they're like yeah the critics suck and i don't know like like i just don't get I'm very confused. How, my, Ash, explain to me why Mario has become a culture war item of nerds versus the critics. Because <laughs> people like the movie and critics are like, nah, shit. That's what that's what it comes down to. But the thing that I the, the thing I don't get is, <laughs> the, the, but they're not like going after anyone. Like it's just the way the internet's reacting. The way I like see stuff in the comments on Twitter. The way I like see these the the, the thing. The way I'm seeing IGN have to put up an article to justify their eight out of ten score, which is a very weird thing to do, um, or whatever their score is. I think it was like an eight or nine. Lots of weird stuff happening. 
But everyone who's gave this score a low, like, so I gave it a five, right? So I'm 54% Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I'm around the average. Okay. I'm around below the average. Well, I'm slightly below average. Yeah. Adds up. It's my life. Um, the, <laughs> the, but the fact that, like, all these people are going after, like, the movie critics, like, I'm like, these people just posted their reviews and moved on with their life because they're on to writing about the next fucking movie they watch. Movie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, like, why is everyone, like, turning into this whole thing? Like, the fucking critics are out to destroy it. They don't get it. It's made for gamers. It's made for kids. Like, all this stuff. They How dare they review it? I'm like, but these same fucking people review pixar movies they reviewed the fucking abdominal snowman movie like why do all the minions movies yeah all the minions movies why the suddenly it's begun to really cheese me off this morning i hate when people use certain lines only when it like works for them so like this i hate this whole thing of um um it's oh it's 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 it shouldn't get criticized because it's uh, people reviewing it. Like it's, it's not, it's not targeted at them or, you know, like all this sort of, sort of shit like that. I'm like, what's well, still a fucking movie? Like, it's just like anyone can, anyone could like, I don't know. Kieran, what's your, as someone who hasn't watched it, right. So me and Ash did a spoiler cast. Obviously my, I say my general opinion of the movie is five out of 10. It's okay. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Five out of 10 explosion network scale. It's okay. Um, Ash liked it more than me, obviously. That's not a surprise to anyone. Kieran, you've said previously to recording that you have no plans to watch it, but how's your reaction to the the mixed reaction of this movie been? Well, I think it was always going to happen in terms of... Uh, I was going into... This was last week when you guys were... Especially Ashley was... was uh, I get almost offended that I was like, I have no intention of seeing this movie. Is because... I my expectation of this movie is what Dylan wrote in his article. Like it almost confirmed to me what this movie is going to be. Is not going to be anything of substance? It's just going to rely on it being a, hey, look, it's Mario, and there's all these Mario references, and there's all these things you can kind of rely on and touch on throughout it. Um, it's funny. I, I, it's funny that I think the training, like the the trailers that have come out in the last week and that you often movie trailers, once the movie's actually released are a lot more revealing about what the, the movie is. And it's kind of the trailer now, which I not something I had picked up on or understood about the movie before this was that the movie is about princess peach teaching Mario how to be, I guess a, a hero or a champion of some kind. And that's what it came off. Like, like, <laughs> is that she's training him to fight Bowser and stuff like that, or to stand up to Bowser. Um, am, am I wrong on that? Subs- like, from what I've seen of the new trailers? Bit. I mean, yes and no. But it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, yes, okay. it was a training sequence and whatever else. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess they're just showing a lot more in the movie. Uh, I just, I understand. People will defend things that they find important and that's why the last jedi is a really interesting one and i'm on board with the i love the last jedi i think the last jedi is a great movie but people hang on to the way they see a franchise or the way they see something and its importance to them and then they will defend it and then not only that they will they will like fucking use things as like hills to die and like my opinion the worst thing in terms of last jedi to happen was for mark hamill to come out and say that he disagreed with 
Luke Skywalker's character in The Last Jedi. Because mm. fuck, people who hate Last Jedi use that as its like it's like counterpoint, like as it's like plus four draw card during any discussion about The Last Jedi. It's it's just it's frustrating and people are so unwilling to hear criticism about things that are important to them and that they love and they enjoy. Um, just because, you know, technically people should be reviewing things that come at, like, I think it's nice to have, uh, it's even better, right? If this movie had come out and somebody who has no relation to Mario and has no kind of preformed idea about it, goes to it and says, hey, this is a great family movie. This is a great, fun-filled family movie. Y- you would you would be happy, right? Like, like, people who want the movie to be good and to be defending it, fucking love it. But if that same person comes out and goes, oh, it wasn't that great. It was all right, but it wasn't, it wasn't good. Like, it wasn't anything special. Then those same people are going to be pissed and they're going to come after them and they're going to, they're going to this is my This is my thing, though. I, I feel like, so I'm not giving it extra points and like, oh, like it gets a pass on these elements I'd complain about because it's not a Nintendo move because it's like, oh, sorry, because it's a known property, right? So if this was like a random, not Disney, not, uh, you know, every now and then like an animation studio comes out with a movie that gets like a five or a six sort of yep. average thing. They're always like family movies. You see them like the fucking Pelican one delivering babies and whatever. These random animation movies, like the movies that show up every now and then. People watch those and everyone's happy for those to get like fives or sixes and be like criticized like properly for having like sort of bad scripts or like not hitting the nail on the head and whatever else and stuff like that. But because this is based on a Nintendo property, suddenly it's a, oh, it's just void of any criticism. Like, no, like that's the part that I'm confused about. Like it's the whole, it's not, it's, it's not saying that. It's a kid's movie. Saying that kid's movies or family movies can't be criticized or saying that stuff that's based on a property, Nintendo or otherwise, can't be criticized unless you're a fan. It just seems done to me. All the the amount of comments I've seen by people saying, uh, the critics don't get it. It's just for fans. I'm like, if you're as a fan, you would love it. Oh, this is like any version of that. And, like, And this is where like fans... And like this is where, if you look over at Sonic, who is currently alive still and not, in fact, been murdered or dead, um, yeah, Sonic was changed because of fan criticism when the first trailer was released. Yeah, and everyone was happy when the people were complaining about that. Like, <laughs> it was okay when, when then. It's okay then. It's just, uh, it's just, it's weird. Where, especially when it comes from, you know, you would say a large lot of energy comes from America, which America is the land of the free and freedom of speech and all this shit. But the moment you have a differing opinion from the masses, you are, you are ostracized and you are told that you're wrong. Um, also I find it very weird because this movie is going to make billions of dollars and it wouldn't matter if critics gave it 10 out of 10 each or one out of 10 each. It really is going to have zero effect on the amount of money this movie makes. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know why people are getting so upset about the, the low critic scores. I'm like, it doesn't have, I, the only, this is only affecting you because you're letting it. And, and let's be honest, <laughs> right? Let's be honest. Mm. And it's all older viewers or older fans are doing it. Critics saying this stuff 
does sure it like sure it might affect say my money my money is you know the five dollars or twenty dollars or however much i pay yeah. for it yeah so if they'd all given tens kieran would have gone because he would be you know but i'm not the uh, audience that i'm not the audience that the mario movie missing wants. Would be, yeah uh i think they want anybody to go see the movie so it's a but the, the, all the thing ages is, film it's sure but it doesn't like for, for these kinds of movies it's still going to make a shit ton of money. Every kid who's like going to McDonald's is getting a fucking, is getting a Mario related toy currently. And every, you know, families aren't going to sit there and read articles. They're just going to go take their kids to see a Mario movie. Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah. The, the thing is like, I think that, I think that Sonic 2 is a bad movie. I think Despicable Me is a better movie than this. Like, the, I could, like, obviously, the majority of Disney Pixar movies are better than this. So it's not that, like, oh, I shouldn't be, like, my thoughts on kids' movies, like, I'm just going to give them all low rankings. I really enjoyed that Abominable movie a couple of years ago. I thought that was highly underrated, actually. Um, it's just, like, if a movie has a bad script, which I think this does, it has a bad script. <laughs> I don't know what the... Ash, you've been sitting here quietly. You hated, you, hated, you hated Luca and you hated Soul and you hated all these Pixar movies, so, you know, your opinion's kind of void. Uh, <laughs> I just think this movie... <laughs> I You know, I think getting caught up on critic scores is, like, really not that important. Um, it's obviously going to make a bunch of money. I suspect is probably going to be nominated for the Academy Award at the end of the year. I think I think it will definitely be one of those five spots. Um, You're talking about I best just animation, think, right? You're not talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. best animation, not best picture. <laughs> best animated like, feature. Best picture yeah. crazy. No, yeah. no, of course not. Um, I just think its focuses were elsewhere. Obviously, this movie doesn't have a strong story. It doesn't have strong characters, but it delivers on what it. it it thinks its audience wants. And clearly, with a 90% pot, uh, rating on Ron Tomatoes, I mean, they delivered on that aspect. It's just a lot of critics want more from something like this than just references and good animation. I think I think maybe, I think maybe movie critics are more critical of movies than video game critics are of video games, and that probably plays into it a little bit, that a lot of these people who are coming into this discussion are video game people who are used to the baseline score being a seven. So anything below that is like uh, very weird to them as well. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it, I think this is a movie that knows what it's going for and it delivered on what it wanted to deliver. You know, even if there are some missteps like the licensed music and that kind of stuff, <laughs> I think it's an enjoyable time of cinema. It's, uh, you know, if you're open to fun. Go have fun. <laughs> I'm like Dylan. He's like, where's the plot? What if, dare what I? If, <laughs> what if, dare you want a story? What if a right? good plot is where Dylan has fun, you know? like I think, uh, yeah, it's it's obviously very simplistic, I think, more than a bad plot. You know. I just find it, I've, I've been finding it very interesting how people are defending this movie like it needs to be defended. It's very odd. If the if the target audience is kids yeah. and you've got all these like thirty year old dudes arguing online with each other about critic stores and the critics aren't even arguing with them, they're just arguing with themselves. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? It's so weird. It's the Mario movie. Like, 
just if you enjoy it, enjoy it. If like I guarantee all these critics who you're arguing about, getting pissy about on Rotten Tomatoes, none of them care. They've watched it once they've what, moved what, on. With how their do you life. feel about <laughs> the people who say this one's worse than the nineteen ninety three movie? Uh they need to rewatch that movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as that. Okay, good. Clarify that. <laughs> yeah, it's just to put in the clarification, but yeah. So after this is thrashing, Kieran, you're going to check out the movie? No. No. And you know what? It's not even the point of... The likelihood of me watching this movie was very low, even if it was absolutely fucking amazing. It was very low. Why? If it was fucking amazing. Kieran only watches animated stuff that's in Japanese. That's one thing. So, so, you know, if there was a dub version out in the cinemas... No, not that. You gotta wait till it comes out on home video and uh, load up the dub version. No, Japanese voice. No, no, because no, that's, <laughs> that's not my problem. Like, I, a, I don't. Mario is not that big of a thing for me personally. Um, I don't know. I also feel a little bit weird about going to the cinema by myself to watch a family movie. As just you know, and I'm not going to be able to go during the day. It'll have to be a weekend, and I just feel like be like awkwardly odd. Go at night know? when no kids will be awake. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. I'll watch it one. What day. was I your cinema like, Dylan? Was it packed? I don't think I asked. No, there was like twelve families in there. It was nine o'clock in the morning. I reckon it was packed that night. Mm. Whatever. That was the last day of school, so I went on a Wednesday. School was still on that day. Oh, smart. School holiday started Thursday. Just a bunch of toddlers. Yeah, so it was just young. It was two families of young kids, and they were fine. They were like quiet for the most part. Every now and then, I'd hear like fucking like they'd be like, "That's Bowser!" Or something. You know, like, just, I was like, "You got it, kid." Nailed <laughs> it. Tell me some sh- more obscure references. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shut up for another twenty minutes and randomly yell at the screen again. It was fine. Um, kid Icarus. No, um, yeah, no, they didn't yell out about anything. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to, re- so if you want to hear me and Ash talk about the movie in s- full spoiler thoughts, uh, we've got a spoiler cast on reward and want to watch podcast feed. It's very similar to the conversation we just had here where I point out negative things about it and Ash just says it's that I'm wrong. Uh, and then if you <laughs> want to read my re- full review, that's on explosionnetwork.com as well. Let's end this week's podcast with your thoughts on this. Press that writes. Thanks to an announcement from Warner Brothers, we now know that Minecraft movie, which is set to star Aquaman lead, Jason Momoa, will release on April 4th, <laughs> 2025. So two years from now, um, aside from the date, we still don't know a whole lot about Minecraft movie, what form it'll be, or who Momoa will even be playing. Previously, Sean Levy and Rob McElhernie were attached to the film's production and giant freaking robot have reported that Sydney Sweeney has been offered a role. What the fuck, Kieran, is a Minecraft movie about? Well, it's the same thing we would say about the Telltale Games Minecraft series. Yeah, but they like, were like D&D adventures, basically, and that's why I like them. This is what this will be. You reckon? Yeah, this is what this will be. It'll be it'll be something of a fantasy-type adventure inside of the Minecraft world. So is Jason Momoa just voicing Steve? N- no. Is Minecraft Steve in the movie? I don't think so. I don't believe he will be. No, I think it'll just be a random adventure in the Minecraft world um, featuring 
featuring Carl Drogo um, as he is reincarnated in the block-like world. Karen, I mean, Ash, what's a Minecraft movie about? Minecraft? About blocks? You know? Creepers? Whatever they're called? What are the, the, the Slenderman dudes looking? <laughs> I know, just called Slenderman as well. I don't know. The, the, I'm not en- that familiar Ender, with Enderman. Enderman, right. Enderman, yeah. I mean, who knows? You could come up with any crazy story within the Minecraft universe. It could be like almost a ripple for the Lego movie. So, yeah. I mean, I think this project's been in the works for like forever. So, uh, <laughs> Whether it actually sees a light of day, we'll see. But um, I don't know. that's all right. I have one more piece of news. I've got like, the show notes. I, trying to find information about this, I don't know who's actually animating the movie. It, it's not one hundred percent clear. I feel like that's an important. That will raise my interest in the project or not. Five Nights at Freddy's comes out October twenty seventh. That'll be sick. Oh, this one is again. <laughs> no, just because I think Five Nights at Freddy's has a really interesting, um, like lore behind it, and there's you know it's in a different genre. It's horror. What is um, the lore behind Five Nights at Freddy's? <laughs> uh, it's all about the the actual like I don't know the deep lore of it, but like the mechanical creatures and them all kind of evolving into being sentient. Um and different, you know, different points and reasons why. I've never played the Five Nights games. I've watched people play them. Um, because fuck that noise. Um, but I think as a property, it's got that much of a community around it. Um, but also it's gonna approach a video game movie from a very different aspect that we don't really get to see. Yeah, so they it's sort of coming out of it uh, like so this is coming from Blumhouse, and I obviously because I'm a horror fan, I followed Jason Blum on Twitter, and the other day he he was like tweeting like big news tomorrow, and for whatever reason, everyone in the comments is like Five Nights at Freddy's, Five Nights at Freddy's. So maybe it was a leak or it was like rumored or something like that, and then like the movie had already been announced, but like a trailer or the release date or something, everyone was hoping for, and then the next day he posted some pictures of flowers, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then he replied to it, was like, this is not related to the announcement I teased yesterday. And then, like, three, <laughs> three hours later, he's like, Five Nights at Freddy's, like, posted the, the first, like, screenshot of it, um, yep. as well as the release date. So it went from being, hey, this is a movie we're doing to it's coming out in, like, 200 days. Uh, pretty fast. So it's, it's a, this year is really, like, if you already thought it was the year of the video game, it's, um, I, as someone who hasn't played Five Nights at Freddy's, I still know it's a massive property. So, I'm, I'm. This is going to be another. I mean, it's spawned of, like 50, 60 video games, right? Yeah, as massive. Like it's got toys and like clothes. Like it's, it's a massive, massive property, which I find very weird. But nonetheless, like especially because kids love it as a horror game. It, I so know. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll, I'll be keen to to see how this one goes and how well it does and everything like that. But yeah, in a, in a web we've already had the last of us and then Mario and this, and we've got, still got other stuff that's obviously coming out this year. Twisted metal, twisted metal, need for speed. Um, whatever else. I don't know. There's probably stuff I'm forgetting, but yeah, it's definitely the year of the video game continues. Fallout. Fallout. Is that this year? Mm-hmm. Fallout. I believe so. 
Yeah, I couldn't remember if that was this year. All right, if it is, crazy. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of RK Couch, of course. Let's know any comments, questions, concerns you've had about anything we've discussed this week on our Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord, or tweet at us, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. If you like this episode and thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to our Kofi page at explosionnetwork.com slash support to buy us a coffee. And we will see you here same time, same couch next week. Goodbye. <laughs>